Hey guys, this is Tony Mast from Backseat Producers. Uh, yeah, this comicsology thing, it is complete and utter bullshit. Um, I've been listening along and to add to all of your woes, I've been having the same ones, but things that you may not realize because I actually use the subscription service from Comixology, uh, which had worked great when it was under Comixology, but now that it's transferred to Amazon, um, we still get the same issues that you guys have where you're buying everything individually. On subscriptions, you get dinged for each one individually. Fortunately, I'm not subscribed to that many, so it hasn't really caused any problems. However, I am subscribed to Dark Knights of Steel. This week, Dark Knights of Steel not only came out with a new issue, but it came out with the uh, with the Gathering Storm, which was the first three issues collected. Fortunately, I caught it. Comixology would have only got, got me the individual issues on subscription. Amazon tried to also get me pre-ordered for the coming storm. I would have had to pay $7 for three issues I already purchased. Uh, fortunately, I caught it, caught it early enough to go in and, and cancel that particular item. But yeah, this is, this whole thing is just a hot fucking mess. Uh, add to it the fact that my wife is a, uh, she's a, a heavy user of Kindle. Now my books are showing up in her Kindle library. Um, so, Fortunately, we're all cool with how many books I buy uh, because she's got quite a few regular books. But if, you know, you're on the DL about how many books you're reading a week, uh, the, these, these, uh, these libraries cross over. Uh, if, you try, if you try to look at your books in Kindle, you'll have both a mix of your comics and your regular novels. It's a mess. It's just such a mess. Hey guys, keep up the good work. Thanks for, uh, thanks for years and years and years of funny books, fun listening. I, I enjoy listening to you guys. And, uh, you know what? Still waiting for the next season of Rainsboro. Catch you guys later. This is Wayne. And I'm Andrew. Tony. 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 Rookie mistake. Rookie, <laughs> rookie mistake sharing an Amazon account. That's all I've got to say. Fair. That's I like cannot... when you're on Facebook and you see like both couples' names in the in the profile uh-huh. name. Like, mm, uh-huh. don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that is a huge mistake. Huge yeah. mistake. I, I just cannot imagine how displeased my wife would be. Were she to load up her Kindle library and see my 8,500 comicsology titles just come <laughs> flowing in, uh, and then she does, she quickly does the math and it's see times that by three. Oh my yeah. God! That- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and on top of that, right? Not, not even just the quantity of the books. So, the, so this week, Tarot, Witch of the Blood Rose, issue. I don't know. 132 came out. So if you're not familiar with tarot... Um, it's... I, I am not. Tell me about tarot, Paul. <laughs> so it is an independent title um, written and drawn by uh, Jim Ballant and his wife, Holly Golightly. Um, so Jim Ballant, I don't know if you guys remember, he was really big in the 90s as the Catwoman artist. Um, I think when... I don't remember who the, the author on or the writer of that book was. But Jim Ballant is known for drawing voluptuous women. It was back when Catwoman had her purple costume. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he basically draws women with big boobs. And so he uh-huh. has done, he, he does an independent book and has been, I guess, for a number of years now. Um, but he is also friends with a friend of IOM geek, Kyle, from View from the Cheap Seats. Ah, uh, yeah. And so yeah. he has drawn oh. Kyle into this issue, getting I murdered saw- by, ma- by I- mermaids. 
I saw that on his Instagram this week. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I picked up this issue, and there are boobs on every page. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I don't want that popping up in someone else's com- uh, Kindle library either. Yeah. Wow. So I had not opened Kindle in t- since the Comixology update until now. This is horrible. It is all of my comics, and my books are way buried. I like I use Kindle for actually reading books. Um, sorry, Wayne. Uh, you know your worlds are colliding. They are. Well, I was, well if there I was, was ever a book for Kyle to be in, it was that one with all the boobies, Paul. All the boobies. All the boobies. <laughs> I was worried for Tony's health and safety when he uh, shared that with us, but I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad Julie did not uh, uh, murder him. <laughs> well, and maybe maybe they discovered something about each other at that time, you know, because he did mention that she has a uh, a rather sizable <laughs> library as well. So uh, maybe they were both sort of like "Mm, mutually mutually assured destruction. That's correct. That's correct. I mean, does this mean that eventually they're going to do away with the Comixology app? You think? I think so. Probably. That is my gut. That my gut tells me that that eventually they'll just drive straight to Kindle. I think they kind of already did, and they just have a uh, a label of Comixology over the Kindle app. But but if you if you surf to the old Comixology link, it's now uh, what is it? It says Kindle on it, and I can't remember if it's it's Kindle by Comixology or Comixology by Kindle or something like that. But the old Comixology link has Kindle in in the in the uh, page title. So no, I, I think I think you're right, Paul. I think that ultimately these apps will merge, and you'll just have one where there were once two. Yeah. 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 Tony, yeah, thanks for the heads that. up, man. Yeah. <laughs> but well, and I, I would not have enjoyed that. I, I don't subscribe to anything on Comixology, so this mm-hmm. hasn't been an issue for me. Uh, but wow, the 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 painful transition for subscribers yeah if you buy if you subscribe to too many books you get your card shut off yeah and then things like what he described there were i like a seven dollar book or so that has the uh that's a reprint i'd be pissed and here's the thing you can dispute it but by then you've already got the damn book and yeah that the fact that comiXology knew enough to not do that you know it's kind of like when you set your dvr to record something Right, you can set it for new new episodes only. And Comixology had kind of the same methodology, right? New issues only. Not reprints, you know, not not trade paperbacks, but apparently Amazon did away with that technology. It's it it's odd. I guarantee that, you know, remember when Comixology launched and they were so open to feedback and, you know, tell tell us your dreams, Mm -hmm. essentially was what they was what they said. And I guarantee that Amazon laid off a whole chunk of comiXology guys, you know, guys yeah. who understood their customers and uh, the the culture around the app, thinking that, hey, you know, digital readings, digital reading. You know, we got their guided view. Fuck everything else. You know, I, and I, I, I just I think it, this this is what you see in corporate takeovers is they don't value the uh, cultural continuity. So. I think I think we're going to get to continue to enjoy our malfunctioning uh, comicsology experience. <laughs> I'm I'm off comicsology, guys. I'm until it gets better. I I I'm, I can't say never, never say never, but I'm pretty much off comicsology. Yeah, Marvel I, books I, only. Marvel all the way. Marvel and any other studio that puts out their own app. Uh, that's the way I'm going. I, I just can't. I just can't do the comicsology app. It's just such a painful experience trying to buy books through it. It, it just drives me crazy. Well, that's a shame. You're missing out on some good books. None this week, but <laughs> but I, I, I disagree. Oh well, disagree. yeah, there was Dark Knights of Steel. We're just not going to talk about it. But there are also other good books, Paul. I, I missed this, this week. This week? Uh-huh. Yeah, this oh. week there are other good books this week. Oh, fair. I don't know. Sorry. I, don't, I was I referring to DC books specifically. <laughs> I don't know what your problem is, but hey, pull your head out of your ass. Sorry. <laughs> I thought, Aaron, you were, you were thinking ahead to the future when those new Kevin Smith books are, are going to oh come out. Oh, my God. That, that's really anticipating, really leaning into that, that launch. 
so I guess it was yesterday that it was announced Kevin Smith is going to have his own uh, boutique line of comics over there at Dark Horse. And this is not apparently a superhero line of co- comics, no. uh, but rather the characters from his View Askew universe. Yeah. Uh, so it was, when the announcement came out, it was like a roller coaster for me as I'm reading it. It's like, <laughs> oh, Kevin Smith is writing, you know, comics again. You know, his comics have been really good, but they never come out. So it's like, okay, if they release like a miniseries and the whole miniseries comes out, then I'll read it. Or if it's a series, I'll read like an arc at a time. And then I saw that it was the VSQ characters and it's like, oh, well, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not, not touching that. I, I watched the cartoon. I don't need comic stories of these characters. These are not comic characters in any way. I, uh... You know, I, I've, Dan DiDio was a big champion of Kevin Smith over at DC. Um, you know, he's the, the one that brought him over to, to write the Batman books like Widening Gyre and, and those other things. I wonder what his standing is over there with DC publishing, not the DC shows, because apparently the CW loves him. But uh, I, I just I wonder if there has been any conversation about him coming and doing more superhero writing over there. Yeah, because his superhero books are really good when they come out. But yeah. I I was reading the Batman uh, Catwoman book that had a like two and a half to three year hiatus between mm-hmm. issues. That pissed me off. And his, he never finished his Daredevil book, right? I don't was think, it his, there was or a his Batman book. book. That, it was the yeah. I don't think he ever finished the Daredevil book. I don't think he ever finished the Widening Gyre storyline. Yeah, it, his uh, Green Arrow book was really good. It brought me into Green Arrow, but. Yeah, I don't trust him. Yeah. Well, he did. His so Green me, Arrow he, run was really strong. Yeah, he, yeah, it was. And he did finish the Daredevil arc he did with Joe Casada, but he did not. But he came back and was doing, I think, like a Daredevil miniseries with Bullseye or something like that. Right, right. That never went yeah. anywhere. Right. Yeah, it's I, I, the fact that they're like doing a View Askew comic series. I mean, to be fair, I think one of the things, and you know, we're gonna get. Maybe we'll get some voicemails as it relates to this. Because I used to be the, the the biggest Kevin Smith fanboy. You know, like like I think we all were when Clerks and Mallrats and Chasing Amy and Dogma were out. Well, yeah, and Aaron and I used to listen to some of his podcasts. Yeah, and I, I mean, I went to D.C. to see him speak when he was doing um, Red State. He was prom- mm-hmm. promoting that movie. Yeah. And yeah, I've I, seen him live a couple times. Yeah. I went to a uh, live recording of Hollywood Babylon. But the bloom has fallen off that rose for me. <laughs> and that dude is a one-trick pony. He's like, oh, yeah, we're doing Clerks 3 now. I'm like, what? Like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? I, I, I absolutely respect Kevin Smith's ability to monetize everything he's interested in. Fair. I mean, I truly, I, 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 I salute his ability to, to uh, carve out a really significant place for himself uh, within, within our hobby, but... I, you're right. I mean, I, I do feel like he's sort of a one trick kind of guy and I, I'm not interested, even though I feel like, you know, when he's in the zone, he's an excellent writer. I mean, I, I, clerks chasing Amy Mallrats, all three of those movies hold a very special place in my heart. Same. They really spoke to me at that point in my life. Um, and his, his green arrow run is among my favorites, uh, of that, of that character's history. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really, and I, you know, one of the, th- one of the things drives me crazy is that I thought he created some fantastic characters in that series, um, that we just never get to hear from anymore, you know? And, and I miss those guys and I would not mind Kevin Smith coming back and revisiting, uh, the, uh, green arrow and kind of picking up where he left off or, you know, picking up, you know, several years later to continue those stories. Cause I deeply enjoyed those. And since nobody else is going to do it, why not let Kevin Smith do that? But I am not at all interested in reading the ongoing comic book adventures, a blunt man and chronic or any of his other, you know, view askew. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just not, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, no, there's just uh, there's little interest in that for me. I, I really would say the same thing you guys like. Although I'm shocked now that you mentioned Dogma when you were listing out you know his his movies. I love Dogma. I love Dogma too. Dogma's so good. Um, now that being no, said, I, I haven't seen Dogma in 20 years, so oh yeah, it's I been don't know. 10 or so. But I I think it stands up probably. Anyway, I, 
I just have zero interest, much like you uh, three, in, in reading about the USQ characters. So, uh, yeah, I have zero interest. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, what we can do instead with our time is we can hop over to Disney+, Plus, make sure we've upgraded our parental controls so that we can re- re-watch some good Daredevil and Punisher stories because it was announced this week that Marvel's Netflix shows, um, un, you know, surprising to me, are moving to Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. that's a shocker. I, I really thought they'd be moving to Hulu. Yeah. Right. yeah. What I love about the announcement was that they were adding in the parental control so they can do it. So that opens up a lot of other opportunities for things that they can bring on to Disney+. Plus. I'm a big fan of getting all the Marvel stuff in one place. So yeah. if they could bring in and bring in, say, uh, the Deadpool movies in there as well and have all of these behind parental controls, I would love that. Just have that one subscription place to get them all. I just, you know, it it really does sort of signal the, the uh, you know, future right you know what's the the sort of things to come if they're willing to apply parental controls to disney plus because that just hasn't been their model yeah their model we, has been all age friendly yep. and i i'm i'm fascinated by that so you know some of the more adult stuff that's been produced for hulu like hit monkey and the uh um uh, gosh i forget the 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 uh Modoc, 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 yeah. Yeah. Modoc. you know i i i could see those movies over but don't you imagine that when they were talking to netflix about hey we're pulling back our marvel stuff they said but you can keep defenders and iron fist and netflix (laughs) said no if you're taking daredevil you're taking defenders and iron fist i think netflix made him take it i don't think that i don't think that happened i don't think that was a discussion they had aaron yeah no but this opens up the possibility of some darker star wars stories too yeah you know i think it was when they first started uh, it was it the the you know Disney was over uh, Bob Iger right was was heading Disney and he was very specific about like no the Disney Plus model is PG thirteen and below right family friendly entertainment that's what's going to be on Disney Plus our more adult offerings will go to our you know the other streaming services that we own um, you know, like Stars and Hulu and, and things like that and I think you know since he's gone from the company they're they're reevaluating that. Um, and, and I'm of mixed feelings about it. Like, T, T, I know you guys prefer having all your 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 Marvel stuff in one place, but I mean, I guess it would be fine. I don't know. Like, I I don't know how much I'm going to revisit the Netflix shows beyond Daredevil right. anyway. Right. Um. You know, we've talked quite a few times about how that's really the only one I like, <laughs> and the Punisher. But well, I, I, the fact that Punisher is going to be on Disney Plus is like shocking. To me, yeah, I, yeah. I will finally watch Punisher at that point. I never watched the last season of Daredevil. I never watched any of the Punishers. It took me a long uh, time to watch the last season of Daredevil, uh, just because by the time by that time I was like, oh, they're they're not renewing these shows anyway, so what do I care? Yeah, I was kind of burnt out on their, you know, everything they were doing. Considering the only good shows for me were Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is my favorite of them. I love Jessica Jones, but I'm excited to see that, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, using Charlie Cox, uh, you know, for future projects. I I think that is super exciting. And I hope that, you know, there are three actors, uh, four actors there that I'm really interested in. You know, it's uh, Charlie Cox. uh, um, God, I just suddenly drawn a blank on Ritter's first name. Uh, Kristen. Thank you, Chris. I knew there was a K there, but you know the, the Punisher and uh, uh, you know Daredevil, Luke Cage. I mean, those are great shows. Just forget Iron Fist and and you know let's never do a Defenders again. Yeah, I hated Luke Cage, but I lo- I uh, love the character. I thought he was great in Jessica Jones. I just hated his own show. Well, yeah. now you can revisit. You know, <laughs> you can revisit the mediocre batch of Marvel Netflix shows when they come to Disney Plus later this year. Yeah, so I read an interview earlier this week with uh, Charlie Cox, and we know how much Aaron loves Cox. Uh, but I'm he all about to... Cox. Yeah, all about... I mean, about... this is a Kevin Smith podcast all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about how uh, he snuck into a movie theater for Spider-Man No Way Home to watch the crowd to see their if you know how they reacted to his appearance, and there was no reaction. And he's like, I was really disappointed and kind of a little hurt. 
Well, I mean, in my theater, uh, both times that I saw it, there was a reaction when he when when he was on the screen in No Way Home. I, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was um, a great it, scene. It was a great, you know, uh, what minute and a half or what or two minutes that he was on there. It was great. Yeah, but I mean, of course, eighty percent of the audience <laughs> is like who. So, I mean, I get why there's not... I mean, I think the react if, if he had gone on an opening weekend or an opening night, he would have seen a reaction. I think in general, like when I saw Spider-Man No Way Home, like, I reacted. But yeah. most of the people in the theater didn't. I already knew he was in the movie, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know that I did any kind of reaction. I loved the scene, but it wasn't a surprise. It had already been leaked. Yeah. So, I mean, I, am, I, I will say, one the, out of the shows that are coming... The one I am interested in in revisiting is Punisher, oddly enough. Um, I really, really loved the first season of Punisher. Mm-hmm. I don't need to watch season two again, but I really loved that first season. And, uh, you know, with, with all the stuff that's happening in the Punisher world, which we'll talk about at the end of this podcast, um, spoilers... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't know anything was happening in the Punisher. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm interested in revisiting that character. And hey, now with parental controls, maybe they'll put the Dolph Lundgren Punisher on there. Uh. <laughs> I, you know what? I love that movie. And the Roger I, Corman yeah. Fantastic Four. I uh. know, I know it's not a good movie. I know it's not even Punisher. He never even wears the, you know, the skull. But it's got Luke Gossett Jr. It yeah, can't be bad. It's just fun. I just love it. <laughs> well, so you know, let's let's talk a little bit about comics this week. Well, are we sure we want to do that, Paul? Do we do we not want to spend some time talking about the Thomas Jane Punisher? Because Ooh, we don't I want love... to spend any time talking about no. the Thomas Jane Punisher. I like love that guy. You don't, you don't like Thomas you. Jane Punisher, Paul? I prefer Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Oh, that's so gross. From a uh, mo- yeah. from a movie standpoint, I will say I like Thomas Jane. I have always been a fan of Thomas Jane, but that movie is terrible. And then oh, the Ray Stevenson no. one is even worse. Well, yeah. Oh no, the I, Ray I, Stevenson one is god awful. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, agreed. See, but, I, but the Thomas Jane I like one is the so Thomas good, Jane Paul. I don't no. like the villain, but I like the movie. You know what I did this week? Sorry. Now I, I, we will talk about comics in here in a second. Um, no, we won't. No, Let's we talk won't. about we Punisher. Won't. Puncher cast. <laughs> Aaron Pauly, go. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did something this past week, which I I don't know if I have regrets or not. Um, oh. Rimming? Is that what you did? Was it rimming? <laughs> well, that. And, <laughs> oh, did, um, did you lose your flower? <laughs> <laughs> well, in he addition, gave that to Aaron a long time ago. Yeah. In addition to all of those things, I also purchased digitally <laughs> the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movie so that I could revisit it. Oh I, my god! Why so, do you do such a thing? I'm with Paul here because because much like uh, a Wayne and Dolph Lundgren, you know, I I just find that Nick Cage Ghost Rider movie just fun. It's like a guilty. Yeah. I think it was like a guilty. Like I don't remember hating it. I just no, remember it, like leaving it like, oh okay, like that was okay. The, the biggest problem with that movie is that they couldn't make up their mind if they were serious or funny. They the the tone is like really off. But Nicolas Cage is not the problem. You could tell he is having fun and he is enjoying the role and yeah the sequel's yeah, the terrible is, but yeah, agreed, the movie agreed. is actually a lot of fun. It's not a good movie, but it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah, I, you know what? Yeah. What popped it in my head is someone. You know, of course, there's like, you know, now that we've gotten over No Way Home, everyone's like speculating about every character in the world that's going to pop up in. Uh, multiverse of madness and someone's like nicholas cage may pop up as ghost rider i'm like that seems unlikely but now that you mention it <laughs> i wouldn't mind revisiting that movie and that's what happened i haven't i haven't seen it i just purchased it to watch I, it i predict multiverse of madness lou ferrigno hulk oh, if we're lucky dolph I, Lundgren, I mean, punisher that guy is still <laughs> jacked he can totally pull off the green makeup matt salinger captain america oh man hot <laughs> <laughs> with it with his see-through shield yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chris all the evans, fan, chris evans human torch yeah uh-huh. yep. uh-huh. oh yeah. yeah that'd be a good one <laughs> well and speaking of multiverses this is actually a better transition to justice league incarnate than I had <laughs> earlier. um so i got caught up on justice league incarnate i quit after issue two and i had forgotten that because issue five came out this week and they've said issue you know this is this is leading directly into the death of the Justice League in Justice League number 75. 
And I was like, oh, okay, well, I gave up on the series after, you know, in my mind, I gave up at issue three. In reality, I stopped at issue two. So I had three issues of this stinker to uh, to read this week to get caught up. Now, I will say the second half of this series is much better. Hold on. Is less bad than the, <laughs> than the first half of the series. Because, like, in issue four, they basically... Issue five is the one that came out this week, which was the last issue of the series. In issue four, they, they basically set up the new big bad of this year's big DC event, right? So that's the Great Darkness, um, you know, set up as the villain. And they issue four, like the first half of issue four goes through the history of the DC universe. And, you know, it does the frustrating thing that, you know, everything you knew was wrong. You know, every every villain, every major villain that you've known since the dawn of time, whether it's the Anti-Monitor or Gog or Superboy Prime or whomever, has been working, you know, unbeknownst to them, they are the puppets of the Great Darkness. And so, but, you know, it kind of goes through every crisis. And it kind of sets the tone of what is the current continuity of DC? You know, what are the crises that, that count? <laughs> Um, you know, what are what are the events that unfolded, you know, through Doomsday Clock? They, you know, they refer to Doomsday Clock. And so I actually, for me, I found that good. I, I like when they do that. I like when, when books take a moment to like, okay, what counts that I need to know <laughs> for this event? And that's what Justice League Incarnate Issue 4 is. Um, you know, as it gets to issue five, you know, we, we've established the status quo leading into um, Justice League number 75, where Darkseid has been taken over by the Great Darkness, and you see him surrounded by other characters who are apparently also puppets of the Great Darkness, including um, the Anti-Monitor, Eclipso, basically every villain who's been in a crossover. So you see, like, um, I don't remember the villain of Blackest Night, but he's in there. Uh, Doomsday is in there. The Upside Down Man. And so that, that I think, is, is what's leading into Justice League number 75, which is that the Justice League will be killed, or whatever, um, by the Great Darkness and, and his minions, including Darkseid. Um, and that leads into Dark Crisis, which I think they, you know, they announced already is starting, I think, this summer. So, I mean, for, for what it's worth, the first two issues of this series are so much of a cluster that I just, I was, I spent them very confused. It, the series takes a minute to breathe, starting in issue three. Um, and in the end, I, I'm glad I got caught up. I can't recommend it at full price. But, you know, if, if it ever, you know, goes on Comixology sale or something like that, I found I found it worth reading, especially issue four. Um, just because it, it sets that... Sale. I'm sorry? I think you meant a, a Kindle sale. A Kindle sale, <laughs> yes. Um, because it, it does seem like it'll lead into dark, you know, dark crisis. And, and you know, I'm sure there will be a dark crisis issue zero or something that'll get you caught up too. But I don't know. I'm glad I read it. I wish it was better, you know, considering I was, I was very much looking forward to the book. Um, but eh, it happened. Yeah. I won't be reading any of the death of the Justice League or the dark crisis until it hits the DC app. I'm going to give you know, them a for shot. Free, for free streaming. I'm not buying those books. I am done with their crises. I am I am not happy with the... Basically, the whole DC... Like, their current storytelling. And I'm just sick and tired of... You know, these big, giant, huge, multiversal stories from them. I want it to be more grounded. They don't feel risk to me. They just... It's not for me. I guess yeah. is my way to put no, it. I get it. Honestly, I, I think it's the same on both sides of the stuff. fence, right? I mean, I think the crossovers, you know, whether it's Marvel or DC, have become have have become uninteresting compared to the solo titles, which kind of leads me into what we're about to talk about, which is Strange Number One. Well, before we get into Strange Number One, I only have one thing to say on this topic that you've raised, Paul, and that is that I believe that the plural of crisis is crises. What did I say? So, did I say crises? I, I I heard crises. Crises in conversation, and I just I, I just I believe oh. that the plural is crises, and I just want to be I just want to be clear on that before we get letters. Just I <laughs> I thought the plural was crap. <laughs> I believe that's craps. craps. <laughs> well. Strange number one came out this week. This is the follow-up to the death of Doctor Strange. And this was the first book I read this week. 
And I gotta tell you, it not it blew my socks off. I mean, it was. I, I deeply enjoyed this book. I was dubious about their take on Clea, even though I was completely charmed by Clea in, in the pages of uh, Death of Doctor Strange. This really moved the character forward, and uh, I, I, I really appreciated the depiction of her and how she's kind of taking the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme on her uh, as as her own. I love that she's wearing the cloak of levitation as a bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, as I started reading, it's like they didn't give us much of her character in the death of Dr. Strange. They gave a little bit, but they really are developing her here. And it seems like every time we see her that she's not outside, she's basically in a bathrobe of some sort. Well, like uh-huh. She's much like Aaron. In her shorty robe. Exactly. If he's well, not out, and sometimes even when he's outside, he's wearing a shorty robe. <laughs> this is how I relate to Clea. <laughs> yeah, and the I first couple she, pages, it's like, is she naked under there? You know she is, as am I. Uh, <laughs> I love that she punks Doctor Strange. I, I mean, Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. I'm sorry. Uh, you're so many doctors. Um, I, I, I really did. I, I love that interaction between her and Doom. I love. Uh, her relationship with Wong, and I like the new take on Wong. You know that Wong is having a really hard time grieving uh, for 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 Doctor Strange, and that you know he's finding comfort at the bottom bottom of a bottle, without being a useless drunk, right? I mean, he's just hung over and having a hard time. I I, I dug it. I this book was a whole yeah. lot of fun. I love well, you the... know, and they sent a message right away with the blasphemy cartel. Yeah. That uh, this is not Stephen Strange. This is Clea Strange, and she ain't gonna put up with your shit. And she just starts killing these guys. Yeah, yeah. I I loved the writing on this book. Uh huh. I will say I felt the art felt a little not worthy. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say uneven. Yeah, it, it felt yeah it felt a little amateurish, and I hate to say that I don't know the writer. I'm not trying to you know disparage you or excuse me the artist. I'm not trying to disparage okay. the artist. Um, I mean the 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 writing is so good, and the art in in some pages I was like, wow, this feels like a like a like a B grade '90s book, you know, in, in yeah. some of the pages. It, I, it, I had a similar effect. I think I think one of the worst spots is uh, you know towards the end where where Wong and Clea are talking and Wong is is going on by this but this is Earth Clea you may not be Steve you're the source of Supreme the look on his face like I don't it looks like someone just punched him in the gut really hard I, I, <laughs> yeah, so but there's some panels I love in this book that are, yes. that are fantastic but, like but that some first of them are off page Clea in the rain with her hair I love that page and then uh, when you get to her. With the uh, the cloak as like a bathrobe, I love those panels too. Yeah, but it was it uneven. was definitely uneven. It's uneven, yeah, for sure. And but I think Jed McKay uh, continues to 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 do great things. Uh, you know, ever since Taskmaster, I've been a fan uh, of his work, and he's continued to impress me. Yeah, I, I wonder agree. if what we're seeing is because there are there are two different inkers on this book, and there are uh-huh. two different colors. One penciler, but I'm wondering if the difference in inkers Very is possible. the issue. Could very be possible. in the finishing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but I did. I, I very much enjoyed the book. Particularly enjoyed the the last page. Yeah, I knew you uh, did. And when I got to the last page, it's like, oh, yeah, Aaron is sprung. Yeah. He is like <laughs> rock hard right now. Well, it's only a three issue series too, which is what? yeah. It says one of three on the um. God, I missed that uh, on the Kindle description or whatever <laughs> um, of the book, and so I. I love Doctor Strange as a character. I hope that we're not only three, you know, we just killed Doctor Strange and he's back by issue three. I hope that's not the case. Agreed. But I, you know, I certainly enjoyed this and I will definitely finish the three issues. I definitely want to spend more time with Clea. Yeah. um, Yeah. In this role, not just Clea, Clea, but you know, Clea as. (laughs) Yeah, you do. In her shorty room. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she, she, she makes the case early on in this book that, you know, let's resurrect Steven. Right. And, you know, when Wong is like, well, I, just, I don't think you can really do that. She's like, hey, what about your your his caped and masked friends? How many of those have died and come back? This is a thing. It can happen. We're well, going to make well, it happen. Yeah, just I might not even have to do anything. He may just come back on yeah, his own. Right? That, yeah. and, and then the door knocks. That might be him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love that conversation. And I yeah. love the, like, her whole take on 
he's mine and you don't take what's mine. Yeah. It's well, like, I've always liked the character, but I really love this book. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they really, they really did a great job with Clea. I love when Clea and Wong are going out to get the good coffee. And uh-huh. as she walks out, you know, she doesn't want to be out in the middle of New York and her sorcerer Supreme. I have Agamotto. You know, she wants to be a little more subtle. You know, Wong puts on a ball cap and some glasses. Cause yeah, that's going to uh-huh. help him blend in. And so what does she do with her magic? She, she changes into her, her, you know, kind of classic purple outfit with the uh-huh. big archie thing. Uh-huh. On her head. Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, that that's gonna help you blend. That's right. That's right. I, it's a great book. It's a great book. I, I really enjoyed it. And you guys keep telling me how awesome She-Hulk is. So sell me, guys. Sell me. I'm still shocked you didn't weren't sold after our first conversation, Aaron. Well, you know, if it was just you, Andrew, talk extolling the values of this book, but Wayne, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I had to take it with a grain of salt. So I'm going to give you guys a second chance. This is like an inviting the Amway salesperson into your home. Hit well, me, guys, you know, yeah. with the first, so, issue, it was definitely a great introduction to the, the kind of new normal for She-Hulk. This was more of an introspective setting the stage uh, narrative type type issue. What do you think about it, Wayne? I really enjoyed it. I uh, I don't have this history with the was it. Jack of Hearts. Mm-hmm. I don't have any history with this character. I don't really know anything about them. Uh, so it was kind of learning the character for me. Honestly, it was the most minor things that I love the most out of this issue. Not even the big things. So, like, she's uh, walking down the street and traffic is stuck and there's an ambulance that's stuck in traffic. So she picks up the ambulance and walks it past the traffic and sets it down. But and leaves then, her business card. Yes. She sticks, her, she sticks her attorney a law card on the back windshield, uh, you know, stuck in the little uh, 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 lining there so that, you know, someone needs an attorney. Maybe it was a such call. a minor scene, but it I loved it so much because it's just like that is the character. She's going to help and she's going to leave her business card. Yeah, I mean, this is really just about Jack of Hearts and what Jack of Hearts has been doing since he disappeared um, off kind of the main Marvel stage years ago. So... It, there wasn't a lot of action. It was really just more fleshing out their relationship, what's happened before and what yeah. Jack has been doing. And then, you know, the final page sets up, uh, I think, some more uh, propelling uh, action in the next one. Because someone's pulling some strings. Someone had Jack of Hearts for the last five, ten years. Uh, and I think uh, we'll hopefully find out who in the next one. Next yeah, and I, I love his reaction. Of, Don't tell the Avengers because Tony's going to sh- shove me in another horrible suit. And Yeah, leave- I wish... Jennifer had come back with, well, agreed. Tony's awful. How about how about Reed? <laughs> we can probably trust Reed a little bit more than we can Tony to take a look at you. Uh, so no, it was good. It was it was definitely kind of a, a building issue, uh, but uh, it kind of continues a good. And and I like her kind of newfound confidence now that she's got her uh, old wardrobe back. Yeah, it was like last issue we saw her completely down on her luck but now she's more herself again i I will say you know the first issue is is stronger than the second issue but i think when you read it collected uh you know three four five issues in a row it's all gonna flow together pretty well who's writing that book uh it was someone i that was not familiar with i looked it up last time they really her name is i'm scrolling back to the front but uh rainbow roll or roll that's right that's right uh seeing that she did a run on the series Runaways, uh, mm-hmm. but that was really her only other comic uh, credit. And she she writes a lot of of fiction. Uh, it appears from looking at her bio page. I wonder which run. I've I love Runaways, but not necessarily every run of Runaways. It was mm-hmm. two thousand something. Um, I can figure it out. But it's good. The art's good. Uh, it, not so much in this issue, but one thing in the first issue, the artist does a great job of is illustrating the difference in size between Jennifer uh, Walters and, and She-Hulk. Like there are several times in that first issue where you see Jennifer Walters and then she changes into She-Hulk and it's just shocking the size difference uh, that they, 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 the artist does a great job of, of illustrating uh, through perspective in that first issue. Yeah. But now that she has her wardrobe back, I don't think we'll be seeing much of Jennifer Walters. I kind of hope we do see more. I, I do like seeing the Jennifer Walters like character and, and seeing that juxtaposition and contrast between mm-hmm. the two of them. Yeah. I've always liked the, uh, the take on the character that she really enjoys being she Hulk. So she chooses to not change back. Right. Right. But I've you do like that about her as well. Yeah. So so, but Aaron, uh, I don't know if we sold you on She-Hulk, but why don't why don't you try to sell us on Radio Spaceman? Because uh, oh. I go ahead. 
I can do it. I can sell you guys on Radio Spaceman. All right, but do it. But isn't this just a sequel to that horrible book Paul had us read, Spaceman? <laughs> it is not. Uh, this is a, a, an original work by Mike Mignola, uh, Greg Hinkle, and Dave Stewart. Um, the concept of the book came from a, 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 a doodle that Mike Mignola made on his Twitter feed and people demanded a story about this character that he had doodled the radio spaceman. Um, I'm going to, here's, here's my pitch for you guys. Imagine atomic robo drawn and written by Mike Mignola. Uh, that's my pitch. Oh, snap. Um, okay. Hey, is atomic yeah, robo still a thing? Side note. <laughs> it is. It's free. I think oh. uh, it, it is. Uh, they've got, you know, it's a, it's a web comic now. Oh, but, I used to follow uh, that pretty closely. Anyway, go ahead. Tell me. Atom- Robo Spaceman Atomic something. Radio Spaceman. So, <laughs> you know, like like most uh, Mignola books, it opens up in what looks like Edwardian England, um, you know, complete with, uh, you know, sort of, you know, vintage Victorian, you know, looking artifacts around. And this very aged man is woken up in the middle of the night with a phone call and, uh you know, the phone call is, you know, from somebody in charge who says, you know, we don't hear that side of the conversation, but you know, the, the guy is just like, uh, Oh, it's the general by the way. And he's like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Countess Ross, Rostakovich. Yes, really? Hmm. Yes, sir. Numa three. Oh, Numa four. No, I agree. That's not good at all. And the next thing, you know, he's activating radio spaceman. And he, your radio spaceman is essentially a drone that he connects to and radio spaceman, you know, travels in his spaceship and has, you know, far off adventures, but he's controlled apparently from what seems like earth, uh, by this, you know, tether. And it's all drawn in that very Mike Mignola sort of steampunky, uh, uh, sort of style. And I, I, this book is so much fun. There is a lot of Flash Gordon in it. There is a lot of, uh, it reminds me very much of the amazing screw on head. Um, but there is also so much stuff in here that seems like atomic robo. And it's, it is, you know, typically speaking, the colors that are used in a Mignola book are very muted, lots of grays, lots of browns, very dark reds, you know, but they're not vibrant. And there's a lot of pastel uh, vibrant color in here, particularly in, in like, uh, the space travel and whatnot. Uh, there are, this is for you, Wayne, dog aliens that are pirates. Nice. <laughs> uh, and the book is, I mean, so much fun panel by panel. There is so much to see and appreciate, uh, you know, the way the technology works, the way the guy interacts with the drone, it is a whole lot of fun. It is the first issue in a two-issue series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suspect that there will be more of this uh, after these two issues because the book is just that damn good. It is so much fun. There, it is you know far out space horror because uh, there you know it can't be a Mignola book without you know uh, horrific elements and elder gods. It is a blast and a half. And I think one of my favorite pages is when uh, Radio Spaceman comes in to uh, rescue uh, Countess Rostakovich. Uh, and, you know, she is laying on the altar about to be sacrificed. And she turns and smiles at Radio Spaceman and says, Radio Spaceman! Like you, someone might say, Superman or Flash Gordon. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it is so like, okay, the day is saved. Radio Spaceman is here. And it is just a fantastic book. I was, I, I, I read this book and then I read it again. I enjoyed it so much. So now, so now if it's Mike Mignola, is, does that mean this is Dark Horse? It is. I think Dark Horse has its own app. They, it? they do <laughs> have their own app, I believe, or at least they did back in the day. Yeah. I haven't uh, downloaded anything to the Dark Horse app in a very long time. Well, and perhaps right, we'll see a crossover with the Kevin Smith books in the future. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Andrew, we need a uh, review of the Dark Horse app for next week. I will probably download it here in about 10 minutes. Uh, so, Aaron, I'll make you a deal. I will pick up Radio Spaceman uh, number one and two if you pick up She-Hulk number one and two. All right. All right, I'll I'll sign your deal in blood. Nice, <laughs> your soul is mine. Not not my blood. Uh. Wayne's blood. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I don't accept ginger blood. <laughs> <laughs> no one does. 
No soul. No soul attached. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'm gonna pick it up as well. I said I legitimately saw it in the store this week in the in the Comicsology Amazon store, and my first thought was I really thought it was a sequel to Spaceman. <laughs> and I didn't even look at the preview pages because I thought it was a Spaceman sequel. It is awfully good. I think you'll really dig it, Wayne and Andrew. Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. What's coming out next week? Uh, a veritable cornucopia. A cornucopia. New, cornucopia of new books. From Marvel Comics, we have new issues of Devil's Reign, issue five of six. Uh, new issue of Thor, Eternals, Strange Academy. And, as I alluded to earlier in the show, the first issue of the new Punisher miniseries from uh, Jason Aaron and Jesus Saiz. Um, this is the, the series where the Punisher loses his trademark skull. Um logo and has takes ownership of the hand they're 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 saying that this is a kind of a, a a big step in the for the punisher and they're kind of trying to revamp the character so jason aaron is, takes over that is this going to be punisher shadowland you said he takes over the hand yeah and I, yeah i guess it's kind of yeah. like a punisher shadowland i don't think he's I possessed just, i think he's a I spoiler I, I, I assume that maybe there would be like a smiley face on his shirt instead of the uh, oh are they trying to make him more like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher? Uh, hopefully. Get rid of the skull. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to pick that book up. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so Punisher, next week. Uh, in addition, Captain Carter. For those of you who liked the character on What If, uh, mm-hmm. Jamie McElvey um, is the uh, writer with Marika Cresta on art of a new Captain Carter miniseries from Marvel Comics. I'm picking that up. I'm picking that up. I'm interested. Uh, I'm in. Mm-hmm. For- it's, it's Marvel, right? Yes. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. From DC Comics, I think, Wayne, this is the finale of The Joker. Maybe not. Maybe there's another Ooh. issue. Um, the the series from James Tinian and uh, Sam Johns. Um, yeah, I've been really, really enjoying that series. Um, yeah, the, there was a big surprise in the last issue I read. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big deal. For sure. Um, so definitely looking forward to the, the new, new issue of The Joker. Uh, the new issue of Superman, Son of Kal-El, continuing the um, crossover with Nightwing. Um, and the first issue of Trial of the Amazons uh, from Becky Cloonan and a bunch of artists. Um, you know, it's the big Wonder Woman, Nubia, Wonder Girl crossover thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to check out preview pages <laughs> after, after Nubia. Uh, I, I, I'm very hesitant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on the indie book space from image comics, we have the final issue of King of spies from Mark Miller and Mateo Scalera. I don't really think you can call image indie, but okay. Well, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, from, uh, and also from image comics, we have the first issue of little monsters from Jeff Lemire and Dustin. Nguyen. what's uh, what's the, What's the pitch behind that one? They are the last children on Earth who also happen to be vampires. For longer than they can remember, these child vampires have lived a life of eternal wonder amongst the ruins of humanity. But shocking events fracture the group and set them on a path of discovery that will shatter their innocence forever. Oh, no. What What do they eat if they're the last six beings? I guess we'll find out. Well, well, I mean, I'm going to check it out because I I like Jeff Lemire and I like Dustin Nguyen. That's interesting. That's an interesting pitch. Maybe maybe they've gone vegan. Yeah, vegan yeah, vampires. Who, who's publishing that one? Um, in Image Comics. I guess I'll go huh. find out if Image has his own app. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so any other new books this week coming out this week, Paul? Jesus, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already spending the 50 bucks between the things I just read to you. <laughs> so you're not going to talk about Dick Fight Island Volume 2? <laughs> oh, I mean, I could. But I but I, I feel like I, I somehow missed volume one you know it's so you know in comiXology it's really hard to find the books that you want to read but when scrolling through the new books you have you you will have no problem finding dick fight island Um, jeff bezos wants you to read dick fight island volume two paul apparently (laughs) it it, it says and it's got a preview hopefully it's better than volume one hopefully i mean there was no story oh Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, volume one was just gratuitous. There's no real plot to it. So I'm really hoping they kind of flesh out the characters in volume two. <laughs> yeah, it, they will. It is, it is amazing to me how the uh, the 
mature books are sort of forward in, in the uh, Amazon app now for, for comics. I, 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 uh, I, I'm amused by this. I'm sure that's temporary until someone uh-huh. like comments on it. I, I mean, right now it's they're right now they're doing the least possible the least amount of effort possible clearly <laughs> to, yeah, to, to get yeah. this thing off the ground <laughs> I, um, mean, I, I assume paul had no problem finding tarot uh when he was looking for it this that's past right week. I, that's yeah right. i would yeah. i was actually surprised because uh i was looking it was it actually came out last week uh in physical in physical um and this week digital so yeah it was no problem to find it this week <laughs> i know you, i know, know there are now after hearing this uh Dick fight I, I love volume two. I want to see someone make a book where it's like Dick Van Dyke and Dick Cheney, and <laughs> <laughs> like all of these old men named Dick all on Dick an Nixon. island fighting. No, yeah. I, yeah, just just FYI, this is not that book. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a Scissor Island volume one. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, you know, I. I know there are people out there who really enjoy manga or manga, however you want to pronounce it. I'm not one of those people. I wish there was a way to filter out those Gen- types Gen- of books. Yeah, yeah filter out yeah. genre tags. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm never going to buy those, so don't even show it to me. You know. Yeah, I, I do buy some off of like com- I did buy them off of Comicsology. I guess now I Amazon. Mm-hmm. I don't buy a lot of it though, and they're getting more and more on there. And there's more manga released every week than there is comics. Yeah. So if they start getting more of this, it's going to flood out the actual right. comics. Right. I just really want the ability. I, I don't, you know, I don't begrudge anybody reading those, you know, I just don't need to, to waste my time scrolling through it to find the books I want. Just create filters that allow me to do that. I don't. Well, disagree. Hey, we want to know what you, th- I'm sorry. Paul, I know. I'm was just that? agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> That's why you were like, hold on. <laughs> Yeah. Let me make sure I get I hear I, that, 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 that so rarely happens. <laughs> well, hey, we want to know what you think about this week's books, and we also want to know about your pain. Tell us about your pain with Comixology. Give us a call, 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. If we use your voicemail on the, on the show, you could win maybe Dick Fight Island Volume 2. You never know. <laughs> I will. I will mail it to you personally. <laughs> well, email it. Um, <laughs> you can also hit. You can also hit us up on social media. I O M Geek on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. But a deal. Well, we will do this all over again next week. Who knows what additional pains we will experience with Comicsology or Kindle or Amazon or whatever the hell you want to call it. Kindleology. Kindleology. I like it. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you keep walking back to it, you can't be surprised when it hurts you. That's right. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, th- this trauma is earned. <laughs> you, you just walk away. Walk away. <laughs> Bye, guys. Take care. Bye. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. Thank you.